The basketball tournament is coming back to the Charleston Coliseum in Charleston, West Virginia, July 24th through 27th, and Best Virginia will be there. Come and cheer on your Mountaineer alumni team as they try to win the $1 million prize. Get your tickets today at thetournament.com slash tickets. Hey, Mountaineer fans, after a year of being stuck at home, you deserve all the latest WVU gear, gifts, and apparel to show your Mountaineer pride. Our friends at the Book Exchange are offering 25% off with our promo code BX4FINAL4. Shop online at bookexchangewv.com or at their downtown Morgantown or Evansdale locations. That promo code again is BX4FINAL4. Recorded live in Morgantown, West by God, Virginia, and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, John Flowers, and our lovely co-host, Ashley. This is the Final Forecast Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Final Forecast featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. I got my lovely co-host, Ashley, with me. That's me. We got our very trusty intern, Ethan. What's up? What up? What up? And our super producer, Dave, in the building. I'm back. I'm here. <laughs> I'm I'll back. be quiet again. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Nobody asked for that intro from you. Nah. <laughs> but yeah. um, so we don't have John because he neglect. Well, he, he told us he had a game, but then he also said he was good to do the episode so i don't know what's going on with that so but um <laughs> we exactly. will yeah exactly so hopefully we'll have them on next time but um we got a lot of things to talk about a lot of things have been going on and mm. um biggest the slap herd We're... around the world <laughs> there it is the slap will that's smith that's where it's at today yeah that's where it's at so mm. there's there's a lot of Mm-mm-mm. layers into this that you know when i first heard the story i was um i was kind of shocked but then i was like not really with the stuff that's been going on with will and jada's relationship in the last couple years Mm -hmm. but this was like the right this was like the ender this is this set yeah (laughs) this was the big finisher but what what are y'all thoughts on that like do you how how do you think that should have been handled do you think will smith was in the right or how do you how do y'all feel about ash how you feel about that? No, absolutely not. First of all, to anyone out there who doesn't understand what is going on, uh, Sunday night at the Oscars, Chris Rock, of course, is up there presenting, and he was making jokes about people in the audience, like the comedians always do. And of course, Jada has the shaved head because she's going through, you know, alopecia and things like that. But he had made a GI Jane two joke, which is just a joke. He goes, "I love mm. you, Jada." Can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. Will Smith starts laughing. Next thing you know, Jada turns to him and was like, uh-uh. And then Will rushes up on stage, slaps Chris Rock, proceeds to leave. And when Chris Rock was like, wow, dude, Will Smith says, don't talk about my fucking wife three times in a row. And he was dead serious. And it was the most awkward moment I have ever seen in my entire life. And... It's- there's been some controversy about it, you know? Is it fake? Is it real? But in my opinion, that was just, you crossed a line, dude. You could have easily said, don't talk about my wife from your seat. You could even got up and said it. I'm cool with that. But did you really have to slap, like, make the effort to go on stage to slap him across the face? I mean, come on. Yeah. So so here's what I think about it. Um, the more information I get, mm-hmm. uh, I heard about the 2016 awards where he made jokes about Will and Jada not being there and all that stuff. By the way, <laughs> I was just thinking about it. It was like Will, um, he didn't get nominated for the movie Concussion, which I think he should have gotten nominated for because it was a great movie. And then he decided to give Chris Rock a sure. concussion. But that's um, that's yeah. a whole different <laughs> That's a whole different story. I just want to let you know that Ethan's in control. Ethan's in control of the buttons tonight, so I didn't get you the the laugh track. So I'll oh yeah, add, oh, there add we that go. Because that was that was some of, that was some of my best material right there. So definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I think it's interesting, too. One of my listeners called me today and gave me the best line, because as we know, Jada's cheated on Will, right? That's part of their, their, you know, letting everybody know into their business bullshit. And he's like, yeah, you know, Will Smith's like, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Maybe your wife should keep other things out of her mouth as well. And I'm like, oh, damn, I didn't didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. It's so crazy. Isn't that crazy, though? Because the person he's trying to yes. protect and save mm-hmm. is the same person that I feel like is Disrespected him, to- him. Yeah. And he, I think last night was just a culminate. Obviously, I don't think it was just a joke that set him off. I think it was just a, that was what pushed him over the edge for whatever reason. But I think this has been building mm-hmm. up over a while. Yes. But he just snapped. There's no other saying, nobody that's saying is doing that. Ever. He just Mm-mm. snapped and right. it, unfortunately it was it was Chris Rock. But this here's what I don't understand about Chris Rock. Because you're seeing I just made a joke about your wife, right? Obviously, you're you're laughing and stuff, but you're approaching me. I'm not just he kinda like leaned in, like kinda like dared him in a way to to do something. And I don't mm. care if you think somebody isn't about that life or whatever. You all rule number one is always protect yourself, no matter where you at. So that's what sure. I didn't get about Chris Rock, like the whole situation. Even if like I'm getting in my fighting stance or whatever I got to do until I, you know, until I realize what is he's trying to do, his intentions. So that's what I didn't understand either. I thought he thought maybe because like he was laughing as as Will's coming on stage and even Will's face when he turns around and walks away, he almost has a smirk on his face. So maybe he thought he was coming up there to like fake hit him or like. You know what I mean? Like play around. Maybe that's what he thought. Cause I didn't see him like lean into it, but maybe, I mean, maybe he did. Um, but at the same time, like I, I, the last thing, if I'm presenting at the Oscars and I make a joke and I see Will Smith coming up on stage now, Kanye West, different story. But if mm-hmm. I see Will Smith coming at me, I'm not going to think he's going to hit me. You know, like that's the last yeah. thing on my mind. This is a thing I've been thinking about for the last couple of years. Like Will Smith kind of went, rapidly downhill for a while and then over the last few years he's become really kind of thrown into the public consciousness against its will again like do you guys remember when he started becoming a youtube blogger and like started going on pop culture memes and stuff like that yeah like Mm -hmm. he he tried a youtube channel and then like he's got these documentaries about losing weight again and launching fresh prints and i think that he's become this crafted corporate personality Mm -hmm. and i don't think he's a person right now. I think he's this product to get back into where he was in his heyday. And I feel like, I feel like he's lost, especially after being made a meme for the last year with his wife owning the conversation about their marriage and his kids being so open about their life. And he's typically not been that open, Mm -hmm. but like he's been thrust into the dialogue no matter what. So like I, I saw it last night well, this morning when I woke up, um, I was like, what the heck? Why is Will Smith trending? What's going on? Um, I just see it as like a culmination of that. You think and it's a publicity I, I, thing? Not a publicity thing, but I think it's just like this guy is trying to do every little thing to be as big as he once was. Relevant. And yeah, it just snapped. Publicity. It just mm-hmm. snapped in one go. It just snapped. Yeah. So I don't had- know that it was publicity. I just I feel like it was him breaking down. Someone had a video of Denzel Washington uh, confronting Will Smith during commercial break. So I don't think they actually caught it on video. I mean, I know that he talked to him, but was it said what Denzel said to him? No, it was just caught on video from a distance. Okay. Because he had to accept an award like less than an hour later after that for it because he Mm -hmm. finally, for his first time, got uh, won the Oscar. So it's crazy because all this hard work you've been working for, and then now you're only. I won't say you only going to be remembered by that, but you're mainly, that's a part of your legacy that you can never get yes. off. And yep. I, th- 100%. I think, in my opinion, I don't know their relationship. You know, everybody from the outside looking in, we can all judge and I don't want to be that guy. But I'm like, if somebody is driving you to the point where you feel like you got to, you got to protect them at that cost, do you think he should still even be with Jada anymore? Right. Exactly. No. And I don't, I I think they need to work on their shit. You know what I'm saying? Clearly there is something going on in that marriage that is unhealthy. I will say that. 
because and uh, and honestly, here's the thing. <clears throat> this is a tough one. As much as I want to protect protect my significant other, and I would want Joe to to stick up for me as well. But if I'm offended by a joke and I give Joe the look, you know what he's going to do? He's going to hold my hand and be like, babe, it's cool. It's just a joke. Mm -hmm. He's not going to run up on stage and deck somebody in the face. You know, now, if a man lays his hands on me or straight up fucking disrespects me, then we're going to have a different issue. But that's not what happened. That is not what Chris Rock did. It wasn't even that mean of a joke. (laughs) It was fucking funny. He didn't call her out of her name anything like that like nope. he literally made but but yo this is how crazy will smith is like it this is when i realized i was like yo will smith is kind of crazy he was sitting there laughing the whole time mm-hmm. while chris rock was making a joke and then jada rolled and if, if you if they panned the camera and like jada had like rolled her eyes or something like that that and then like a few seconds later he goes up there and smacks chris rock so i don't know if he was like egged on by Jada to kind of do it or the people that was around them. But it doesn't seem like that was mm-hmm. a genuine reaction from him. I don't think that was a genuine reaction. I agree. I think he and was if- kind of forced. Like no. he was, he was just like, they mm-hmm. forced his hand. So he had to do something. Exactly. Which is why I kind of think that part of his apology is bullshit. Um, which Dave's posted up for us. He said, violence in all its forms is poisonous and destructive. My behavior at last night's Academy Awards was unacceptable and inexcusable. Jokes at my expense are a part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear, and I reacted emotionally. Bullshit, okay? Let's, Let's call a spade a spade. Bullshit. You laughed at it. You did not have a problem with it until she looked at you, and then you had a problem with it, okay? Exactly. Exactly. And now he's apologizing, which I think is wonderful, but yeah. let's keep it real. Let's just let's keep it real. At the same time, let's, you know, let's um let's calm down on a will slander. Not not you so much, but just like we all have to step back because we've all had a bad day. And where we've reacted emotionally to something that, you know, we wish we could have taken back. The I'm basketball sure. tournament is coming last back night. to the Charleston Wilson, Coliseum whatever, in Charleston, West Virginia, <laughs> Zodio, July 24 uh, through 27. Right. Sleep, and West Virginia will be like, there. Come and cheer on your but Mountaineer at alumni the same time, you're such as they a big try to win the so $1 million prize. That your Get mess your up isn't just a regular mess up. You did this in front of the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that goes At back the to my point. At the fucking Academy if, Awards, uh, and 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 also of all places, and not to mention this is a place that like us as Black people have been trying to get into. So imagine people seeing this, they're like, "This is why we don't. This is why we don't let them in. This is just another excuse, that, dude. I've for seen a reason why yep. they don't let they don't let us in because they feel we behave like that. And just for Will Smith to do that." I mean, again, we all mm-hmm. have bad days, but it was just it's just unfortunate it had to be at that time, you know, especially with him winning. Exactly. I mean, we might have thought differently if it was like the MTV, you know, movie awards. We might have been like, man, whatever, it's MTV, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if you hit him at the Oscars, the most prestigious award show in the world, and you're you're gonna act like that. And it's crazy too, and I think it for me, I think it's hard to swallow because of who it is. Mm-hmm. You don't think of Will Smith as a violent man. You don't think of him as acting out of character or, or acting out of pocket ever. Mm-hmm. So where did this come from? I mean, really, where did this come from? That goes back to my original point. If if you're with somebody that you feel you have to, again, it's it's great to protect your wife's honor, and I get all of that. But there's a there is a place for everything, and that just wasn't. The time, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you if you go outside like after the award show is over, if you really wanted to do that, you can wait until after the show is over. It definitely it won't be well. I mean, I won't say it won't be seen, but <laughs> I feel like it would be more acceptable afterwards, not during a live right <laughs> telecast of, exactly. of the show. You know, yes. what I mean? it's just so many different things he could have did. And, um, you know, unfortunately, Will Smith is still one of my favorite actors. I still think he's a great person. We all have moments of weakness that make us do stuff that we that we regret. Sure. But this was just this won't be forgotten ever. No, no, it won't. And sadly, I'm afraid that's going to be a black mark on his record 
as well as the Oscars. I don't think it's going to bode well for anyone in the long run. Because also, I'm shocked as hell that the Oscar security did not escort his ass out of there. And I think the only reason that they didn't was because they knew he was going to win Best Actor, and they were like, that's not going to look good on us if we escort him out, and then we have no one except Best Actor because he's the winner. But um, because, dude, there's no... In, in what what planet can someone be assaulted and then not be escorted out? You know? Exactly. Let's go throw that the out there. Which is why I think a lot of people think it was staged. Right. Yeah. It was so crazy that it wasn't believable. Like, it was so crazy that it had to have yes. been staged. That's how it looked. <laughs> the awkwardness exactly. of uh, Chris Rock after, though, that's a, that's a stunned reaction of just like... Uh, 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 okay like that's that's what made it real to me it wasn't the theatrics it's the okay like i know i know i could make this one way and make it worse or i could just get on with the job because i'm not being paid to to host this whole show mm-hmm. just get on with it best documentary woohoo but like just get on with the show make it happen and that's that stumbling block he had i was like all right because i was like oh ha 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 Funny, slap, dramatic moments could be all over social. And then I saw that part at the end and the uncensored broadcast from uh, like different countries that are on Twitter. That was like, oh, OK, this this sounded real. Yeah, it definitely did. When you see the un- actually funny enough, KJ, the one the first one that I saw was from Japan because they showed mm-hmm. it straight through. They didn't censor shit. And I was yeah. like, <gasps> I mean, it was wild that's what i heard wild yeah i was like wow it would be japan because they don't have no idea what the fuck is going on it was like wait a minute oh oh whoops whoops we missed that one sorry had no clue it's so crazy i mean it was just crazy shout out to chris rock though for the for his professionalism like during that whole moment because that because Mm-hmm. Man, I'm trying to think if I would be able to be that calm, even if he did have a little, you know, stunned look and he was kind of, I feel like he was a little finicky after that, like as far as presenting the award. But man, for him to have that kind of composure and then make a joke on the spot about it and people are still laughing, that yes. just shows the comedic genius of, of Chris Rock. And he didn't press charges, he had a chance to press charges. He took the high road. So he just, I think Will Smith just made Chris Rock even more famous if that was even possible. Definitely. Definitely put Chris Rock back on the map because Chris Rock has not been kind of relevant for a while. So uh, definitely helped him out a little bit. But the sad truth is, though, KJ made a really good point earlier. um, And it's shitty to say, but whenever I was looking through YouTube videos earlier, the racists are out, man. And they're so using that as an excuse, like, oh, they, you know, fought so hard to get into the, you know, awards and, you know, they never get invited to the Oscars and never get nominated and look what happens when they do. And it's like, dude, that is the most racist (laughs) fucking shit I have ever heard in my life. But sadly, now, though, they're going to use it. It's freaking fuel for the fire. And it's horrible. And I, it disheartens me so bad. But again, yeah. it's not up to black people to act in a way that makes racists think black people are okay. That's right. A racial Ex- yeah, that exactly. Themselves to exactly. With. And that's the thing is like any anything. And that goes back to points like anything we do is put under a microscope. And it's like, it, OK, I'm, I don't even want to use that that like scenario but it's just anything we do is is put on we have to work 10 times harder for the same for the same exact thing and it's just it it sucks man and um again yeah when sadly when when a step gets taken back it gets taken five steps back because of that same reason you know it's it's shitty it's fucking shitty and i'm sure will smith feels like a total dick now because he's like fuck you know, like now yeah. this is what's going to happen because I think he understands it. And, ah, dude. I, and then I think to win ne- Best Actor after you slap somebody. <laughs> Yo, uh, less than an hour later, but you don't even. But even the way if you're if you're not going to make a full apology to everybody you just disrespected, just don't say anything about it at all. Like because he Agreed. I think he said something about I hope they the Oscars bring me back or whatever like that. And I get you trying to make light of it. But if you're not going to make a sincere apology, just don't say anything about it at all. Accept the award and just leave like he mm-hmm. I, Will Smith needs to just lay low right now. 
He has a lot of stuff going on. Yes. Obviously has a lot of demons that he's fighting. He just needs to fall back and then get his mind right and then come back on the scene. Because you know how it is. Something, something else is going to happen. It's going to, you know, it, people are going to not forget, but people are, it's not going to be as hot as a, of a topic as it is now. He just needs to chill. Right. Definitely. Send out your PR team and just call it a day. Like, you guys handle it. I'm, I'm, I'm stepping back. Yeah. Facts, facts. Because sadly, it could it could get worse, and I'm afraid I'm afraid of the repercussions on his side. You know, not getting chosen for movie roles or whatever because of your behavior. Because a lot of people don't want to associate themselves with that type of behavior. So we'll true. see. This, this is very still true. not as crazy takes- as Kanye though. Fucking Kanye out there wilding like it. I don't even know what. So <laughs> yeah, no, I think he got Kanye. That. I think he got. I think he got Kanye's crown because yeah. he actually put hands on somebody. I think he got Kanye's crown now. That's if you, true. If, you, if you're in a that's category true. with Kanye, like in any kind of behavior, that's not somewhere you want to be. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Do you follow? By the way, do you follow Kanye on Instagram? I haven't been on because this guy's crazy. Like, oh, let me hang on. Sorry, I know this isn't a part of our repertoire tonight, but we we've got to mention it at least. I think Um, I think that's the oddest that's the oddest feud ever is Kanye West and Pete Davidson. Yes, it's bizarre. Oh, (laughs) he deleted all of his posts again. He's deleted all of his posts. Like I don't even know how many times. But I mean, he he just keeps going at it. Like, you got a new girlfriend, yet you keep talking about Pete Davidson. And he's not apologizing for the music video that he did, which was done in, like, claymation, where basically he cuts Pete Davidson's head off and buries it. And all this craziness. And he's literally being so abusive towards Kim. Like, I I feel for that girl, man. And it's just, he literally has mental health issues. We know it. But when is somebody going to get this man some help? He's screaming for help. Somebody needs to do something. Yeah. And even though I know some people think it's entertaining to follow that on on social media, for me, it brings a tear to my eye because he's better than that, you know? And just it it breaks my heart. (laughs) It really does. Like, what is going on these days? That's true. Like, I I also, in, in that same regard, I also think it's two sides to every story. So I'm sure Kim isn't uh isn't relieved of any um i guess i would say she isn't relieved of any like part in this i'm sure she had a part to play sure in, in this as far as like the breakdown sure. but it's just so it's like magnified on kanye west's part because he keeps going he keeps going like you like yes. it's over you got to accept it and you got to move on with your life and the more the more you keep on doing this, like the public is not going to be on your side. Like they're going to look at you as the, as the bad guy, even if that might not be the whole story, you know? So he just, uh, hopefully he gets the help Mm -hmm. he needs. If he hasn't at this point, I don't see it happening. And it's just sad. I know that's the sad part. Yeah. It's also sad too, that I was just watching the, the full three episodes of the Kanye documentary on Netflix and it just shows him in a whole totally different light of like, man, this is what I used to be like, you know what I mean? Like used to be so inspirational, mm-hmm. used to be a person of the people. And now it's just to see what he is now is just kind of sad. I agree. I also watched the documentary and I remember the first two episodes. I'm like, yes, give Kanye a chance. Like he deserves a chance. He just wants to rap. Let him release the album, you know, like rooting for him. I saw a wonderful side to him and the beautiful relationship that he had with his mother, who is wise. That woman was so wise. The things that she had said to him was just, I mean, poignant and so beautiful and I can understand that being part of his breakdown was losing his mother 100%. Mm. However, with that being said, as we've gone through the motions, and the, I think the more he puts keeps himself in the spotlight, the worse off it's going to be. Because mm. he literally posted on Instagram not that long ago about how he was worried that Pete was going to get his wife, he even called her his wife, his wife hooked on drugs. Like, no offense, motherfucker, but you also went through an opioid addiction, and she helped you through it. She didn't get addicted to drugs. And what, mm-hmm. Pete Davidson smokes weed. Like, come on. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah. 
I I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I, I mean, to, to be honest, in my opinion, that relationship isn't gonna last much longer. And I don't. And I'm not gonna say just because of Kanye, but it's just. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that working. But it might work. You know, uh, opposites attract, mm -hmm. and True. I don't know where their yeah. um, <laughs> where their fascination with each other came. But he's he's a weird dude too. But <laughs> he's like one of those dudes that like you can't right? be I mean, mad at, mad at though. Like <laughs> he just, exactly, he can't be mad at. Him. And the chicks that he's like, banged. I mean, Ariana Grande. Um, who else? He's dated all kinds of hot chicks. It's like what. D I mean, Pete Davidson must be hung, on. dude. That's all I can say. He, he got something going on. I mean, he's funny, obviously. But that's the last person I ever expected Kim Kardashian to be with. Ever. You know? Yeah. That it would not even be on my radar as, as far as the men that she would date after Kanye. Like, at all. But you know what? I, if he makes her happy, if they make each other happy, good for you. You know? Yeah. I, Every girl I, that Pete Davidson has dated... Every girl that Pete Davidson has dated, it's been the same thing. Like, how how did he get her? Ariana Grande, Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. He's he just a funny guy. He he got the secrets, man. I think his his thing is he don't get. He strikes me as a person. He don't give a fuck. Like even if he's in the public eye. Yep. Even if he he's just himself, and I respect that. That's just from like outside view looking in that he's just himself. Like whether you think he's goofy, whether you think he never changes. So I think the the like authenticity of him especially in a in a place like Hollywood that's not is not authentic in, when people I think it's just kind of refreshing mm -hmm. when you see somebody like him. So, I agree. Yep. Mm. Or he could just have a a big like you said. <laughs> well that could be. <laughs> It's got a big you know, dick. It's okay. You can say it, Kev. Nah, I don't it's want okay. to because it makes me. Because it makes me. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say that word. <laughs> you can say it for me. <laughs> All right, I said it for you. There it is. <laughs> All right. Want to advertise with us? Want to promote your business, product, or service? Be heard and seen by our incredible Mountaineer fans and loyal listeners. Leave a message at 304-807-9098. Send us an email at finalforecast at gmail.com or fill out the form on thefinalforecast.com. Cha-ching! In Whoa. other crazy news, let's, I mean, let's get into it. You know, we've had so many guys transfer in the past few weeks, and now it looks like Sean McNeil is joining that roster, entering the transfer portal today. What are our thoughts? Um, For me, you know, it's unfortunate, but not something that I didn't see coming. Um, mm -hmm. I I, I wish Sean the, the very best, just like I wish with everybody else who, you know, decided to go to another school. I would have liked for him to come back. I think he would have done. Um, I think he would have done well if he did come back for his last year. But sometimes you just get tired, man. Sometimes you just need a new change of scenery. And um, yeah, I think that was just the case with Sean. It kind of seemed like he wasn't really into it there at the end. Like the last few games that we played, he kind of just. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but he just seemed like he he wasn't there. You know, he he yeah. wasn't present in the moment. Yeah, and that can happen, especially if you're not playing well and you got the fans on you, you got the coaches on you, you got all this pressure on you. So you can kind of just zone out, you know what I mean? Just kind of be numb to everything. And like you said, I, I don't think he was there in the mm -hmm. moment. And um, I don't want to say he, he didn't quit, but it just seemed like he was just over. He was just waiting for the season to be done. So, you know, hopefully he can go right. somewhere else and get a new – a new sense of excitement and and ball out because Sean's a baller. Sean can shoot. We all know that. Um, but also, I yep. think we have a lot of guards coming back, especially young, promising guards. I like Kobe. I like Keedy. I like Seth. So I think we'll be okay. Obviously, we need another mm -hmm. knockdown shooter. I don't know who we're recruiting as far as that's concerned, but we'll see. Well, rumor has it that... Um the coaching staff is doing a good job at um, getting into the transfer portal to see who's out there. Um, rumor has it they've already been talking to some players that are pretty big um, as far as what could what it could do for our team. 
Um, so I, there's no doubt in my mind that that Coach Hugs is smart enough to be able to put a team together. My concern as a fan, as a very loyal Mountaineer, and I love Hugs to death, is can we keep it together? Because I'm starting to worry all these guys that enter the yeah. transfer portal. Why? You know, yeah. what is happening? What is going on behind the scenes? That's my concern. Sean yeah. entering the transfer portal was surprising a little bit. I'm not shocked that he left. I thought I thought he would try at least uh, try the G League out, enter his name into the draft, get feedback. Um, I didn't expect him to just enter the portal and not consider the NBA. He still can, but I'm I'm, I'm kind of shocked that he didn't immediately say I'm gonna try to go professional. So Do you think Ethan, he's NBA oh, material? Yeah, that's why I was going to ask. G League, G League material. Okay, but I'm, but I mean, yeah. so, All so, right. do you think with with his decision, Ethan, that um, it was because he does have like a really good school, and he thinks that either he's not ready right now, or or maybe he needs one more year to prove himself? Because I don't think, I mean, he had a decent year. I don't think it was the year that he wanted, as far as like statistically, statistical wise. Yeah, I mean, he entered the draft last year, got advice from NBA scouts, and he came back, and to be fair, he really didn't improve much from last season. He was still mm -hmm. great, but he didn't improve much from last season. So I'm, I, I, I don't understand why he would come back for another year unless he goes to, like, a blue-blood caliber school to get a bunch of attention. Yeah, but do you um, think a blue blood caliber school would take him? Because no offense, love Sean to death. The dude can shoot the fucking lights out. But on the other side of the ball, ooh, that's yeah, where he struggles. Um, that's a good it will point. be interesting to see what teams are after him because he's only going to have one year. Like, right. And the, the other thing, he's, he's as old as a fifth-year senior now because he took a, a leap year at, or a gap year at Bellarmine. Mm -hmm. So he, sure, yeah. he, uh, he's as old as a fifth-year senior now. So he has two degrees unless he's going for a third degree at another school or just yeah. focusing on basketball. That's why That's why I'm surprised he entered the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is why I always advise guys to not just do something based off of emotion. Like, really sit down and think about right. all your options and be realistic with yourself and have people around that's going to be realistic with you. And I think a lot of the times – these guys don't have that that from from the outside looking in and the decisions that make they make I, it doesn't strike yeah. me as they have those people in their corner that's going to be like listen you think that you're this which is great you always supposed to have high you know regard for yourself but at the same time you also have to be realistic about the situation you're mm -hmm. in so i just hope that they're doing that because these a lot of these decisions sound emotional and as we just seen, emotional decisions can have a very long-term effect. Right, exactly. And and you, dude, you're risking something here by doing by making these moves. And like you said, I think that I'm I'm hoping, praying that these kids are actually thinking these decisions through thoroughly for what is best for them, not in the heat of the moment emotional stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so you know, I think uh, JB and um, Jalen Bridges and Isaiah Cottrell, they said they left because they were out of position. But um, this this is the thing is like, what does that mean? It's um, that like mean? they don't feel so. So Jay Jalen was playing the four instead of he, you know, I think he felt he's a natural three. But I never was I never mm -hmm. looked at a game for all the games that I looked at. I never was like. Oh, when JB is out of position, he's undermanned in any in anything because you know basketball now is like it's rarely post up, especially in the big in the Big Twelve. I feel like right. it's very run and gun, so mm -hmm. it's kind of positionless. Yes. So I didn't really. I mean, I understand it more for Isaiah because he's playing the center. So I feel like there's a big difference between a center and a four, but I don't think there's a really big difference between a three and a four, especially nowadays. Yeah. In, in today's basketball. And to, yeah, in today's basketball, no. You, you just get about – you could have four guards run your one through four and then have a big guy at the five. Shit, look at Villanova. Everybody Villanova does it every out. year, and they go to the final four like every other year. Yeah. And that's their system. Right? At the end of the day, it's about producing. It yeah. doesn't matter what position – I mean, I, it does matter. But the position you're put, 
like you have to produce. And on the other end, you think, okay, so so a four may have the decided advantage on you on the offensive end, but you, it's the same thing for you when you go on the offensive end. Now you got to expose that and you got to, it's about producing at the end of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Now I'm sure Jalen's going to go somewhere. There's no doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. yeah, Uh, The kid's super duper talented. Um, there's no doubt there. Um, and, and, you know, wish them, I, dude, Jalen's a hometown boy, Fairmont boy. He will always have my support no matter what. Um, I'm just, I, like I said, I just think it's interesting, all the moves that have been made. And I, I'm hoping one day we'll find out the truth. You know what I mean? We know yeah. there's some shit they're not telling us for sure. And I want to know. Inquiring they, minds want to know. <laughs> they're going to have a, a red table. Doc, they're going to do a, a red table on <laughs> they're gonna have like a whole documentary everybody who transferred is gonna have a whole documentary on them yeah yeah it's it's sad though because Jalen and Isaiah are both super talented and they're great kids just being around them I know how great they are as kids so I definitely didn't want either one of them to leave but at the same time I can't put myself in their shoes and the more I thought about it is like Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're feeling you know only they know so obviously it was a big right. enough feeling that they that they thought they had to change, you know, they had to change school. So, uh, you know, good luck to them. And um, I hope they yep. I hope they get what they're looking for. But also just be cautious about making emotional decisions, because I feel like this a lot of these well, decisions definitely. were emotional. You know, I think for everyone, the grass is always greener on the other side. Right. Everyone thinks that way, but sadly, it rarely turns out that way. A lot yeah. of times when you think the grass is greener and you make that leap and you go, fuck, I had it really good and I didn't realize it. You know, I mean, hate to throw that out there, but that's always a possibility. And that's why I want these guys to really, you know, think about it, talk it out, you know, like really work through it because making a decision like that spur of the moment is just it cannot be good and there's what 900 people 900 names are in the transfer portal as of right now 900 that's, that's crazy that's what i'm saying so it's not just a west virginia it's not just a coach huggins problem this stuff is happening all around so you know people are like you know what mm-hmm. is coach huggins doing coach huggins needs to change his coaching style it's not just him that people are leaving from nope it's other it's other schools as well. So I'm like, you got to take that into consideration. And I think we're dealing with, I think we're dealing with something that might get out of control soon, like in the next couple of years, that people are just yeah. leaving left and right. And it, it's sad because people mm-hmm. are leaving out of situations that may not be good at that time, but can grow to be great situations. And like I said last episode, right? People think just about it. like you're. Patient. Let's say you're you're a Right. Like, say you're a young guy on the team, okay? And you haven't really shown your worth yet, but you know what your worth is. You know what you can do. But that's like someone saying, well, you're not playing me anyway, so I'm fucking out of here. You know what I mean? It's it's kind of this instant gratification culture. I want what I want, and I want it now. And I should be this, and I should be that. But it's not your job to do that. It is the coach's job to figure out what you are where you should be, how you fit into everything, you know, and that's that's what you do for a living, you know? If you play in the NBA, do you think you're going to go into the NBA and tell them, fuck you, I'm not doing that? No, you won't, yeah. you know what I mean? It's the same concept. So, honestly, yeah. I, I understand why the NCAA made the move for the transfer portal, especially during COVID. You don't want to make somebody sit when people were short-staffed and everything else the way it was. However, I will put money on the table right now and say that the NCAA will change the transfer portal back to what it used to be, and that is you got to sit a year if you go into it. Well, the the good news is kids now can only transfer once free. So everybody, anybody that's entered the portal this offseason can't enter it again. They oh, get, really? Unless they mm. want to sit out, like the old mm. rule. You only get one free transfer. So Gotcha. Like Jay, for example, Jalen and Isaiah, they won't be able to enter the portal unless they want to sit out a year. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. But just looking at but just looking at guys that have departed from the program, 
they've hosted uh, or the team has hosted a couple guys and is going to host another big man in a couple weeks. Uh, Eric Stevenson from South Carolina. He's a guard. He's a lot like Sean's build. Okay, but he plays defense. Good. Yeah. Ooh, dang. That was a about, ooh. That uh, was a sharp one, uh, Ethan. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. That you, is, might, <laughs> you might, you might want to tell him next time like you stab him in the back like that, Ethan. Hey, he doesn't. Hey, hey, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't shoot as well as Sean though. So that's that's what Sean's got over. I'm, I'm just messing. With Stevenson you. plays defense. <laughs> yeah, as always, it's all right. <laughs> but he, they hosted they hosted Eric Stevenson from South Carolina over the weekend, and then they're going to host uh, Jimmy Bell Jr. He's a JUCO player, six ten, uh, two hundred and eighty pounds. They're hosting him in a couple weeks, so they've got guys lining up visiting the school. So we'll that's what we need. We need that. a ri- we need a true big. You know what I mean? That true big that's not just tall but has the size to really be able to guard, you know, under the basket and also just man people go one-on-one, you know? We haven't had a player like that since Shibway and Culver left, honestly. Yeah. So and we definitely honest, need a big. Now that I think about it, any really good – I can't think of a time, maybe at Cincinnati, but at least at West Virginia, any good Coach Huggins team has really been led by a forward – I think maybe Javon Javon's mm-hmm. Press Virginia years was maybe the only time I could think about a guard leading the team and them having success. But I feel like any other good Huggins team has been led by like forwards. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's I true, but just that. what Forward I think about. Yeah, you know, you got Derek Culver, you even got at, Devin Williams, even at Cincinnati you got me, you had, yeah, you had Derek mm-hmm. uh, Derek Culver, Devin Williams, me. You had Deshaun, who's a small forward, but pretty would be considered more of a big than a than a than a guard. You know what I mean? So, right. Yeah, that's that's kind of interesting to to think about. Even even at Cincinnati with Kenyon Martin and Danny Fortson too. Yeah, Those big men. He but he also had guys. Well, like I think that's what Steve he, Logan and Nick, Nick Van Exel too. I think that Huggins is just comfortable having a big because that's what he wants the the taller guys to do. You know, he wants them to be in the paint. He wants them in there, you know. Don't be trying to shoot some threes, you know what I mean? We ain't having that shit. I want you inside. <laughs> like, And I think that's that's the way his offense works. And obviously we do it successfully when we have somebody like that. So that sounds promising in my opinion. Yeah. But to be fair, I think with the years going by, you got to evolve in some way. And defense is great, yeah. you know. What I mean, defense, hard nose, having those kind of players, those are great things. But you, but you know, we see that these things always don't. They don't always win, especially now with the way the game is being played and the skill level that these players are having now. You have to try to mm-hmm. match that in some way. So the old school thinking of, you know, we're just going to get a bunch of, you know, rug, rough, rugged guys. We may have one shooter if we need it, but this is how we're going to win. I don't think that works today. And I could be wrong. No. I could be a prisoner of the moment, you know, with <laughs> everything going on, but I don't think that style works right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that 100%. So who should they who should they target in the portal? Just I mean, is I it every is it every position at this point, or is do you prioritize? Because oh. you already have you have three guards of Katie, Seth, and Kobe. So do you do you go after forwards and bigs? You prioritize. You definitely need a shooter to um, take out like a knockdown shooter, like a Sean McNeil. Um, definitely get it. We need a big, like Ash said, like somebody who's just going to bang down inside who can hold their own in the paint on both ends. I don't think we've had a guy on both yes. ends that can really do that. You know what I mean? Like that can go down, play defense, and then also get in the post and make a good mm-hmm. move. So I, I think that's the yep. two main assets. I feel like they have everything else right now that they can build around. There it is. I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree with both of those thoughts. So we'll just have to see how it pans out. I mean, there's no doubt in our minds, like, Coach Huggs will pull it out, right? He always does. He knows what he's doing. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. But I think it, there's just too many other determining factors about yeah. the transfer portal and how easy it is for kids to just say, fuck it, I'm out. 
And uh, yeah. also, there's a reason that they're leaving, and I'd like to know. I still want to know what the damn reason is. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. I don't know, man. We all, everybody has their own thing. And for, I think they see, a lot of guys see the success that Oscar had when he's left. And I, I addressed this last episode. It's like for every Oscar that goes somewhere and kills, there's like five other kids that went somewhere else and probably should have stayed in where they were. So just keep right. that in mind as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah, Oscar was a that was an anomaly right there. Yeah, yeah. What so. if Sean goes to Kentucky and teams up with Oscar next year? Is Oscar staying? Uh, he hasn't decided yet. I mean, it's crazy because I don't see him he staying for another year. <laughs> it's crazy because he doesn't have he. We talked I, about it. I don't think people like I haven't heard many discussions about him being a very high draft pick. It's weird, like with the numbers he's put up and the way he's played. No kidding. I haven't heard much talk about him being. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Kev, we Kev, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. He's like late second round at best. Yeah. Really? So it's crazy. So yeah, there's something. It's because of his age. Ah, uh, how old is Oscar? Hang on. He's uh, age. Really? How he's old? Probably twenty twenty one. But he's really twenty two. How old is Oscar? Oscar, not what wow. his. <laughs> Not what people have been telling us. <laughs> he's actually 22. He was born in 1999, so he's 22. But he'll be 23 this coming November. I didn't know he it was that old. He probably also has to deal with that he can't, he can't spread out the floor. Again, going back what to my say, point. What do you say, I said it also, has to, it's, it also has to deal with he's not an NBA uh, big man. He can't stretch out the floor and make plays at the top of the True. key. That's what a lot of the bigs do now in professional. True. He has, um, from what I can see, though, he has worked on his jump shot. Maybe, you know, with another year at Kentucky, he might be able to to stretch it out to three. But, I mean, he has been hitting a consistent mid-range. But, um, like you said, Ethan, the, the game is, is different. Like, the game is different now. The traditional big man, unless you're Joel Embiid, Jokic, we don't, there's no more traditional big man, back-to-the-basket guy anymore. So that's not respected or, like, coveted as it was before. The no, Oscar would have fit in very well at the NBA like 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. 20 years ago, 30 years ago. He would have always fit in with the NBA, but the last five years has just slowly transitioned, transitioned into bigs run bigs run the plays, and they also spread out the floor and hit threes. So Exactly. Every big shoots a three. There's not one. I don't think there's one starting big man that can't shoot right. that I can think of. Maybe maybe we'll say hey, maybe we'll see Sean McNeil go to Kentucky and team up with his former teammate. What, how I don't how see crazy that I don't be? know. I don't know. I don't see Kentucky. I just that like that storyline. Isn't he well, from, Sean's from Kentucky? Kentucky. So that'd be yeah, that's what I was gonna crazy. say. That'd be, yeah, he's, hey, yeah. That's northern, not, he's from northern Kentucky. That's not that's not as Ooh. far fetched Ooh. as I would like to make <laughs> it sound though. I don't know, man. You know who's also from Kentucky? Who? Spencer Mackey. Oh my God! You and this Mackie shit. I can't. <laughs> what? You're obsessed. Where'd that? Where'd that You're come obsessed from? with Mackie. My guy Spencer Mackey. Smacky, that's my. Because his mom's a newscaster in Kentucky, and that that rem that reminded me. <laughs> Shout out to Spencer uh, Mackey. Who knows? Dave will just throw in Mackie whenever he can. That's what happened. <laughs> But according to uh, what I'm reading right now, I guess a lot of people thought, you know, once uh, Shibwe's NIL eligibility came through in Kentucky, like, oh, yeah, he's good. He's going to stay. But now they're saying he could possibly go as a late first-round pick. So now they're not so sure. But I agree with you guys. I'm not sure if his NBA stock's really that high, to be um, honest. I'd have to look at some actual, like, reports. Yeah, he definitely would get G League consideration for sure. And you know things can change like with workouts. There's guys that haven't been projected high and then they go to these workouts and they kill and they become top 10 picks. It happened to Joe Alexander. So true. it can Very it true. can happen. It can happen, but as of right now, his I mean his NBA stock isn't very high and especially I think if he came back he would be the runaway favorite for national player of the year if he did come back. So Mhm. Mm it's what? a lot similar to Deuce last year. Oscar Oscar right now is projected 
I'm seeing mid to late. It, majority of it's second round. He's not getting projected in the first rounds. It's a lot like Deuce last year where he has a chance to come back or he can go and play in the NBA as a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm um They're saying really, NBA draft.net is giving him ninety one overall. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Yeah. I I really wanted um Sean to try to get on the T B T team, but now that he's in a transfer portal, I don't know. <laughs> no, that can't I'm, happen. Yeah. I might still I might still reach out. I don't know. We're from we might be accepting some <laughs> non WVU graduated players. There we'll you go. Non traditional candidates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see. We'll Jamel see. was the floodgate. Jamel opened the floodgate. <laughs> he did. And he played well too. So it's like even more reason to, to maybe like, okay, maybe one or two. We'll see. Right. Yeah. Speaking of TBT, I don't know how long we're going to spend on it, but make sure you get your tickets July 24th through 27th at the Charleston Civic Center or Coliseum. Uh, I always get that messed up, but the website is thetournament.com slash tickets. You can get your tickets now. Um, we want to make sure we pack the house and don't be afraid to go to Charleston now and get your selfie taken with Kevin's massive uh, 20 foot tall blow up of him on the windows. So you can uh, get a selfie with Kevin. Um, and get your tickets at the same time. Yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. Goodness. I'm excited about it. Should be good. I only I'm got having, a few more days. I'm having so. high hopes for this team, Kev. You, you better put it together. <laughs> I got you. Only got a few more days till I'm back Don't on let social media. So I, so I got y'all. I got y'all. I can't, again, again. <laughs> only got a few I, days can, left. <laughs> all I can do is, all I can do is reach out. I can't, I don't know what everybody's schedule is. So don't kill me. I can't. True. I can't make anybody play, but I'm definitely going to reach out to the players that I think will be a great combination to um, to make this team really good. Well, that was another episode of the Final Forecast, featuring me, one of your co-hosts, Kevin Jones. Got my lovely co-host Ashley. That's me. Trusty intern Ethan, always with his uh, brilliant points. Sometimes. Always. Always. Always with my brilliant points. Always, sometimes. Always. Uh, but <laughs> got our <laughs> super producer, Dave. Hello. Thank you. Get your vaccinations and boosters. My Omicron BA2 uh, uh, session was two days of a bad cold. So make sure you get protected and boosted. There you go. You had BA2? I got, the, I got the new boy. Oh, wow. Got that oh, new, new. You got that new, new. There you go. So I'm I'm gonna be running out. I'm gonna be running out without a mask for the next three months because I got those antibodies. <laughs> He's gonna go wildin'. Hey, Watch see, out. If you see Dave running towards you, please wear your mask, people. Protect yourself because he's not trying to protect. <laughs> I'm gonna be slapping people left and right. Like he's not. <laughs> I might go spit on some people. I'm Let's right, go. Right. <laughs> oh Yo, y'all are wild. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Till next time. Peace.